This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Break layers and ball shorts. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. Appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest episode of the Ball Hawk Show. Before we get started, this show is sponsored by Aber Insurance. Go to aberinsurance.com for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life, any type of insurance you need. Holler at Billy and Charlene White, the good folks at Aber Insurance, located right off Rio Road. Go holler at Able Insurance. And tell them the Ball Hawk sent you, man. They definitely write you a great policy that's very affordable for you and always available they they always open bro and always doing what they got to do to make sure they have their customers best interest so ableinsurance.com and if you never seen able if you ever watch any of the walkthrough series in the episode and you see that a that's in the bottom left hand corner that's able insurance or it's the bottom right i know it's on the screen so or if you leave in the basketball games and you see the little banner at the end of the game talking about buckle up. That's Aver Insurance. And also, make sure you go to sthujuice.com for all your Shut the Hell Up Juice apparel. And if you want your chance to win free Shut the Hell Up Juice merch, just go to anchor.fm, search the Ballhawk Show podcast, hit that support button, and for just 99 cents, you enter the chance to win free merchandise each and every month at the end of each month i will be selecting a name or names to pick one item off the site and i will mail to them for free doesn't matter what it is so go to my go to uh anchor.fm search the ball hawk show podcast hit the support button and just choose a 99 cent option you don't got to choose the 4.99 you don't got to choose the 9.99 just for 99 cents a month you enter your chance to win Free shut the hell up juice of pearl. So look, man, I wanted to do a I wanted to talk about the depth chart because it was released. You know, this is game week, Duke, first game of the season. Now I have a solidified depth chart. I had I, an idea who I thought would, would be the starters, but I like to wait for everything to be released because even though I'm granted, you know, extra access, I don't like to, you know, give away secrets. I, I want them to display it and then I dive into my thoughts when they finally release the information. So that's why I didn't do the position breakdowns earlier because I feel like it would kind of give away 
who the stars would be since I, you know, I can see those guys and, and view them on, you know, practice films. So um, if you haven't had the chance yet, you go to VirginiaSports.com. And, and I know my man Chris Wright for the Sabre um, have it available. Um, our Facebook groups, they have the depth chart up as well. So, you know, of course, we got to start with the quarterback position. Brendan Armstrong, it was never a doubt to me that he would not be the starter. I understand what, what Key Thompson brings to the table. I understand the excitement because he looks similar to Bryce Perkins. But um, if anybody's ever talked with me on social media about the quarterback situation, they saw that I didn't have a doubt that Brendan would be the starter. Like, I knew he would be the starter. I've been seeing this young man for, you know, three years now, and he's very capable. Um, and I think what's going to be a disservice to him initially is that every little thing he does, we're going to compare it to the greatness of Bryce Perkins. We need to just allow him to grow into his own lane and appreciate what he brings to the table and how he is different in his own right. But sports don't work like that. You always compare players to their predecessor and, you know, who was before them, and then you start hearing that talk, well, if so-and-so was here, this would have happened. So you know, Brandon understands that. Um, and I think he's up to the task. Um, you know, he understands that he's not as dynamic as Bryce was, but he brings uh, different attributes to this offense, and he's going to give his offense a different look, whether it's better or worse. That's up to results, you know, because, hey, if you win just as many games, folks are happy. Um, the one advantage Brennan has is that the offensive line is established. They're returning. They've jailed together. So that's the one thing he's had that Bryce or Kurt Benkert never had. A quarterback in the Bronco Hall era has never had this many, like five returning stars. You got Ryan Schroboda starting at left tackle, you know, 6'10", 325, so he's put on some weight. You got Ryan Nelson, 6'4", 325. You got Double O, Olin Watimi, 6'3", 310 for a center. Got Glazier, he's back, 6'3", 305. And then got Dylan Rankersmeyer, 6'6", 300. Um, all these guys have started an entire season, been in the trenches. I remember the pit game, how we played musical chairs uh, because we had trouble protecting Bryce. Um, and credit to Pitt, too. Their defense was, was top-notch that opening game last year. But we know the struggles over the year as far as depth and cohesiveness on the offensive line. And we got that. And it just is is that the right time? It's funny how the universe works. Shout out to my dog Wally Rayner, because he said that on my episode of Lockdown with Tony Cove co-hosting. Um the universe don't make mistakes. And you know, right when we got a big question mark as far as at the quarterback position because uh Brennan hasn't started any games. Now we have our most experienced offensive line unit that Coach 2J has ever had here at UVA in this meeting room. So um, you, you couldn't think of, you know, a better situation. But not only that, it's death behind. You got Joe Bisinger. He's available. He's the backup at left guard. Jonathan Leach is a redshirt freshman. He's been in our program. Um, you got Garrick Vollmer, been in the program. Derek Devine. Still got Timmy Chris and Jonathan Leach. So, you know, these guys are very familiar with what, you know, Dr. Anai tries to do as far as, you know, running the football, setting things up. They understand the philosophy of Coach 2J and his temperament. So 
I think that's the that's the best thing that we've had since Bronco Minahal has been here. It's always been the big question mark with the offensive line and how can we run the football and it starts up front. So when you look at who can run the football, there's some more slashes back. 12 rushing touchdowns last year. Uh, he's always the guy that's counted out and doubted. Uh, Mike Hollins, he opted out, so he's not available this year. And, um, God, his name just slipped my mind. Sometimes this happens. But the transfer for Indiana, Ronnie Walker, he he's still not um, eligible yet. So everybody was excited about, you know, Mike Hollins, Ronnie, and then Shane transferring, Shane Simpson, he transferring. And everybody just, like, dismissed Wayne. It's almost like with Brendan. Like, when when Kay Thompson came, everybody was just dismissing Brendan. You know, like the new toy syndrome. Oh, we got a new toy. I don't want to play with the old reliable that I know – you know, could give me what I asked for. I want, I want, I want to use the new toy. You know, I want his. I don't want mine. Just like when you go to dinner, and if anybody's married, um, you you know, you and your wife order something different, and your wife start eating up all your all your food, and she had the opportunity to order what you ordered, and you even try to implore her to order what you ordered, and she said no, but then she'll eat up all your. Food. <laughs> hey man, my wife gonna smack me in the back of the head for saying that, but. You know, that's that's what it reminds me of. It's just like, hey, man, you know, pump the brakes. You know, Wayne is very capable. Uh, Coach Bronco Minahal had his uh, his uh, press conference today, and he discussed the backs, the, the the how they are similar, and then the little nuances in which each one of them bring to the table. You know, he said Wayne is the guy that's always going to get two positive yards, very reliable, is going to fall forward. Then you have Shane Simpson, has the vision. Uh is very agile. And if you saw his film coming in, you know what Coach Bronco was talking about. Um, and also Shane's a punt return, a kick return by Trey. So if you're going to play those positions, you got to have a lot of visions and you got to have a lot of anticipatory genes, you know, attributes. And then you got Perry Jones, the guy that's similar to uh, TK, the, 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 the quick, big play little guy. You know what I'm saying? So that that's that's the difference. Like Perry Jones is the guy that could flat out. I said Perry Jones. Shout out to Superman. Paris Jones is the guy that could flat out fly. Shane is the guy that has great vision. Catch out the backfield. Give you a little bit of that UTEP two-step because he'll juke you in the phone booth. And then you got Wayne who's just that slasher. Nothing fancy. Just gets in the end zone. Um, gives you those tough, reliable yards. You know, so it's just you you like that. And then you factor in if Mike Hollins didn't opt out, and you factor in, you know, Ronnie Walker, if he's available. So the talent's there. But to me, it all starts up front. It all starts with the mindset from the guy wearing the headset. Can you allow the offensive line to fire off the ball and we get into the groove of running the football? Because I feel like running the football is the most important thing for this year's team because of a young quarterback. I just don't feel like you put the onus on Brendan Armstrong and his arm coming out of the gate. No matter how good we think he is, I think that's a recipe for a disaster. No matter what you where you look at, anytime somebody's high on a quarterback, they a young quarterback, they still want to control the line of scrimmage and run the football. And hell, Brendan can be one of the guys they run the football with as well. So that's my thoughts on that. Let's transition to the receiver position, right? The receiver position, a position that was one of the best in the country as far as 
catching the football, no drops, being reliable. We lost to Cease Dubois. We lost Joe Reed, uh, Wicks. We lost him to injury. But Terrell Janna's here, 1-3, still here from Canada. Got busy from the middle of the season to the end. I mean, he was red hot. Route running extraordinaire, soft hands, uh, not overly flashy, deceptive speed. We saw that two years ago when we played Miami here at home. He got wide open and scored on a deep throw from uh, Bryce Perkins. Man makes just the tough catches, the tough catches. You can put them outside. You can put them inside. You can run short mesh routes. You can run whip routes. You can run smash routes. He can run cell routes. He can run corner routes. He can run hammer routes. He can run speed routes. He can run post corner. He can run Dino. Any route you want, Terrell Janet can run at a high level, and they all look the same. They all look the same. He's one of the best route runners you're going to see in the ACC, hands down. No debate. You put the tape on, watch his feet, watch his hips, watch his hand-out coordination. It's as legit as it gets. Backing him up is Demick Starlin. That's a young kid. He can play. He can run. So I'm, I'm interested to see how we implement him um, in, in the scheme of things. You know, because it's supposed to be a free year. So I expect everybody to get some burn. NCAA, right? NCAA, except for when it comes to Ronnie Walker. But everybody else, you get a free year. You get a car. You get a car. Then we got Tavares Kelly Jr. When I when you talk about flat out fly, only thing with Tavares is you just got to get him to be more consistent. He knows that. What I'm saying to you, I've said to him, just be more consistent. Continue to sharpen your tool, work on your craft, the little things. We know you can fly. Now we need you to finish when you're flying. That means catching everything with your hands, creating that legit separation because you don't have a huge catch radius. I know I was a diminutive receiver. You have to work that much harder to get open because we don't have a huge catch radius. Catch radius means the quarterback doesn't have a lot of error thrown to you because you're so short. A lot of big range of receivers have those huge catch radiuses so you can throw them up in the air, they can go up and get it. But with a diminutive guy... It's tough on quarterbacks because the ball and the trage- trajectory is different. Those backers are in those dig windows, and if you let it come out too hot, they can just jump right up there and snatch it out the air. But Tavares Kelly is a guy that can take the top off the defense. Any DB that sees him lined up, know they better, they know they better tie their shoes up because it's about to be a track meet. We saw the flashes. Um, I know everybody remembers Tavares when he got open versus Virginia Tech two years ago. Um, the ball was a little underthrown, but then he dropped it. He was wide open. He would have caught it and, and easily walked in the end zone. So, you know, I'm excited to see what he does because he's starting at the H position. You got Hayden Mitchell, a young man that was awarded a scholarship. Um, reminds me of Ben Hogg. Just, just need the opportunity. Just need the opportunity because he can be productive. Uh, you got Billy Kemp. Billy Kemp is a beast. Billy Kemp is a, a, a receiver that DBs hate in one-on-one drills because you're not going to cover him. He's slippery when wet. He done changed the number to number four. He was 80 last year. Salute to him for representing that number 80. But, hey, man, I know Wake Forest got Greg Dortch. We got Billy Kemp. And I'm excited because he about to get, hey, Billy Kemp about to get busy, baby. I told folks last year. And you've seen it, the Virginia Tech game. You've seen it when we played uh, Clemson. You've seen it 
hey, the kid in the slot is a problem. But the thing about Billy is he can play on the outside as well. He's the middle of a guy that you can line up, split out wide, and he'll route you up. And when after he catches the ball, you're talking about the dun the dunts. The dun the dunts means somebody got a lot of feet and a lot of hips, and they're gonna salsa on you and juke you. He got the dun the dunts. Like TK got that sudden quickness to where it's one foot in the ground, he's gonna run by you. Billy is a ghost. Like it's like the it's like the butler for Mister D. You just don't know where he went. He just show up and then he leave. You're like, where the hell, Billy go? And he over there having a good old time. Um, so Billy is at uh, one of the, you know, we got three receiver positions in, in, in eight. So I just went through, you know, Terrell, he's at one of the splits. You got Tavares at the H. You got Billy at the, another inside. And then behind him is Jalen Harrison, who is wearing 80. Shout out to Jalen. Jalen, St. Anne's Bellfield, uh, saw him in high school, was a beast playing quarterback and receiver, played baseball for a couple of years here. Um, even though the football program wanted him to play football from the jump, uh, he followed his love and for baseball, then had a change of heart. He's battled his way to where he's backing up Billy Kemp. He's a senior now. He has very good size, 6'3", 210, strong, can run. So it's death there. Then you got Rashawn Henry. Transfer. And when I tell you he can... I know I sound like a broken record, right? Like everybody like, oh, Hawk, would you say somebody not good? I wouldn't say they not good. I just say, yeah, they're gonna, you know, they solid or they gonna get, they could give us some some death. But I like Rashawn Henry. I know we lost Wicks. That was a huge loss because I felt like Wicks was gonna be a breakout player opposite side Terrell Janna. I felt like Wicks was gonna be that dude to take the top off the defense for real. But Rashawn Henry came in this jank, and he making me like, ooh, boy, he can run. And he got size. So when y'all see 17 out there, 17 ain't going to, he ain't going to disappoint, he's not going to disappoint you. Because he well coached. Like when it comes to, like when it comes to all players, man, the reason why I got so much confidence in them, first of all, I believe in them and, and the work they put in, but I believe in the teachings and the, and, and the guys that are uh, helping them build their foundation. That's the coaching. So that's why I'm always confident. Like Coach Ottawa, I know he could do with the running back. That's why I never worry about the. I know people, oh, boy, we don't got no depth at running back. Like we don't have the names that everybody fall in love with. I get that. Like Wayne isn't a, isn't a guy that's just going to wow. Like I don't need wow. I need get the job done. I live by that creed. Don't You don't got to wow me. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of folks that are wow you. There's a lot of things that look good. And over time, you realize it was, they were, it was a fraud. It was a flaw. Then you got the, the, the one thing that you wasn't impressed with at first. Then you come to realize, like, I really need it. It's just like your thumb. You may not like your thumb on your hand, but jam your thumb. And you realize you can't grab something. Or hurt something on your foot. You gonna realize how important your foot is. That's how I feel. <laughs> and then you got Lavelle Davis Jr., six foot seven receiver. No, he is not a tight end. If you see him in person, he is Kevin Durant, but... Four inches shorter because he, he built just like Kevin. Like he's slim, slim, real slim. I know he's 210, but he's slim. He like Snoop Doggy Dog slim, but he can play. And in the red zone, I can't wait to see 81 running up on the field to go dunk on somebody. Hey, Lavelle, when you score, bro, dunk. Go dunk on the – no, don't do that. Don't do that. You're a freshman. You can't do nothing but get a ball back to – the, the referee because you're a first year until you hear two or three years 
and, and you get that relationship, then you make a dunk. But till then, don't dunk. But that's the receiver core, man. I'm excited about the receiver core. Like I said, I know who we lost, but I also know who we gained and what we gained and, and what was waiting in the wings, you know. Defensively, got Richard Burney. They say he the oldest football player we ever had in UVA history. <laughs> Shout out to Richard Burney, man. If you know what he went through to get back on this field, man, you can't do nothing but salute my man. And he's a baller. You remember, he used to play, he used to be a tight end. So, you know, he got them hands. I remember when he first moved to defensive end, he was looking shaky. But now he be shaking everybody else up on the offensive side of the ball. Then you got Ben Smiley, the third, backing him up. Very capable, very highly rated prospect. Depth is right there. You got Juwan Briggs and Jameer Carter playing the nose tackle, the juggernaut and the and the singing giant. Juwan Briggs, the singing giant, he's going to be wearing number 19. He played as a true freshman. When he get his hands on you, he going for a drive. He's just going to steer you wherever you want to go. I, I like what he did last year. Um, it was just, you know, getting through the grind of the season. And then Jameer Carter, the juggernaut, this kid's going to be good. He's going to be good, real good. Got Mandy Alonzo. You got Double A backing him up. Mandy Alonzo, one of them, one of them pretty, them, them, them pretty boy, three hundred five defensive linemen. You know what I'm saying? Mandy's my guy. He got that good hair. Manny, Manny athlete, Manny athlete, and you know we lost a, a defensive lineman opted out, so that's why you don't hear a certain name. You feel what I'm saying? So. That's what that is. And then we go to the linebacker court. You got Noah Taylor, Elliot Brown. Uh, Noah is an avatar. He's an avatar. He could play DB. He could play in. He could play linebacker. You saw that versus Virginia Tech. He's similar to the uh, Simmons from, from Clemson. So I'm, I'm excited about Noah. Then Elliot can rush the passer. He's been coming in in spots. You know, our third down group, we put all those backers in. He's one of those backers that come in to help rush the quarterback. Um, and then you look at the inside backers. You got Nick Jackson starting now. He started some games for for Jordan Mack and filled in for Jordan Mack when he was dealing with the ankle injury. He's a thumper. He will butt your face off, bite it. You got T.C. Harrison behind him, who's very capable as well. Like, I really like the depth that we have at each position, like no cap. No cap means... I'm not being biased and I'm not lying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not being a homer right now. Like, really looking at the practice film and really evaluating each individual once they started getting their numbers, it got easier. I was impressed, bro. And I know it's practice. And I know you learn tendencies. But just their ability to get their reads, the the angles in which they take, the drops, finishing off, thudding guys. I like what I see from my backers. Our other middle backer, you got Zane Zandir. What can you say about zero? Z squared zero. Zane just hit anything that moved. Then you got Ann Hearn, uh, you know, Josh Ahern or, or Hunter Stewart. Ahern is a thumper. Stewart's a thumper. Like, whoever is the starter, the backup mirrors how the starter play. Like, you got Noah Taylor. Elliot Brown is versatile and athletic like Noah is. It's crazy. No, 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 no. Not on that level because it's the reason why you got a starter. You know what I'm saying? But you get what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's amazing how the attributes and body types are similar in a sense. Elliot 6'5", Noah 6'5". You got Nick 6'1", 235. You got TC 6'2", 235. You got Zane 6'3", 230. You got Josh 6'3", 230. You see the trend? Hunter 6'2", 240. I mean, he right there. 
The only outlier is Charles, Mr. President Snowden, who's 6'7", 235. You ain't going to find too many dudes 6'7", playing backer. Okay? So he's the outlier. You got Mac, Teddy Gam. I call him Teddy. Teddy Gam, like Teddy Jam. I'm a, he don't know nothing about that. He don't know about that new Jack Swing. You know? Teddy Riley. <laughs> but yeah, Matt Gam backing up Charles Snowden. And Matt get a lot of burn. I don't like to call Matt a uh, backup because Matt come in and he can cover, he can rush. Like they get adequate run to where you don't have to say, "Oh, he's a backup." And then you get to the secondary, my favorite place to be besides receiver. If y'all listen to my podcast, y'all know when it comes to receiver DBs, I run my mouth a lot when it comes to that position because I'm familiar with that position. I ain't going to coach you up on how to two-gap, playing nose tackle. I ain't going to coach you up how to swim and stuff from the edge. I ain't going to try to coach you on how to spill, you know what I'm saying, how to take on a blocker. They ain't my forte per se. I can give you a little bit, but not a lot. But when it comes to these positions, receiver and DB, oh, I give you a whole lot. Sometimes a little too much, and you got to serve me, shut the hell up, Juice. When it comes to the secondary, Nick Grant returns. A dude that's come a far, 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 far away. And he's gotten so much better even from last year. Got Heskin Smith backing him up, and then Jalen Baker as well. Heskin battled injuries, but when he played last year, I thought he played well. I thought he played well. He pays attention to detail. He always wants to get better. He's a competitor. And then Jalen Baker has a high ceiling. A very high ceiling. Jalen could be that next. I ain't going to put great on him just yet, but he could be on the cusp of being one of those, yeah, that type of corners. Um, At the Sabre, you got my man Brenton Nelson, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Just Make Plays Everywhere. We missed him so much when he was injured, man, because he just a special guy playing nickel. Um, You got Cohen King, who I felt like probably had one of the best camps out of everybody. I really impressed by anyway number nine. You know, I like number nine and number eighty. Um and then Antonio Clary, I really like him as well. Really like him as well, man. Joey Blunt at the free safety. That's a that's a Quinn 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 uh Quinn Bland and uh protege, you know, Mr. Pink Lotion himself, Mr. Just Thump You, Mr. Just Get Sacks, Mr. Just Get Interceptions, Mr. Just Smile while I'm working you. Joey Blunt, what can you say about that kid, man? He's a phenomenal player. D'Angelo Amos, I like him. I like him. I like him. I'm interested to see how we're going to implement him and what we do on defense. I like him. I'm glad that he came. I like, I like D'Angelo. Salute to you, man. Devontae Cross, Mr. Willie Beeman, my guy. He, to me, he like a Juan Thorhill clone to me, man. Just a kid. He just... Just... I like Devontae, bro. 6'2", 215, playing corner, long arms, great ball skills. Just, you know, just got to get acclimated to the corner position more. He was thrown in the fire last year, but with a whole summer of knowing and spring of knowing you just going to play corner, and he got that dog in him. Anytime I text him, oh, yeah, he always up for a challenge, so... Devontae Cross and Darius Bratton, man, salute to you, DB. I'm glad you back, bro. It's a high-quality kid right here, man. Very solid in his craft. Very solid. Very. So it's going to be a fight every week to see who maintain and keep their spots and who get what reps. Because the DB, then you got Darnell Pratt and you got Elijah Gaines. It's no let-ups. Like, that's competition back there. 
My God. Man, I would hate to be in practice every day knowing I got to watch my back. I mean, iron shop is iron. Don't get me wrong. That's a cliche and it sound good from the outside looking in. But boy, it's tough when you know you got them dogs chomping at the bit. Make a mistake, I'm going to take advantage of it. Secondary, I know we lost a great hall, the hall monitor. But these, the universe don't make mistakes, man. When he went down, a guy like Devontae, had to go to corner, and look where he's starting at. You know, like when Juan, we moved Juan to corner, even though Juan moved back to safety, that made him more attractive because he could play both safety and corner. Devontae could play both. So, then you look at the specials. You got uh, Nash Griffin as the punter, Brian Delaney as well, backing him up, then Brian Delaney as the kicker, uh, Brian Delaney as the kickoff guy. We know what Justin can do as well. Um, Nash is the holder. So... You got Lee Dudley as a snapper. You got Danny as a snapper, Tucker. Um, punt return surprised me. Um, I thought Shane would probably be the starter at punt return because, you know, Billy's starting on offense. So I, I'd be interested to see how long Billy is the starter. Not saying that Billy can't do it. I just felt like if Billy is going to be relied upon playing receiver and, and doing what he do, you know, I thought Shane would probably be the starting returner because he's decorated at doing that as well. You feel what I'm saying? But, like I said, Billy got them to dunt the dunts. Um, and then Tavar- Tavares Kelly starting a kickoff return. That makes sense. But, again, Shane Simpson, he'll probably get some burn too. he probably get some wreck because, you know, he's nice at that. So, um, I feel like if Tavares and Billy are starting at receiver and they're really getting a lot of reps and, you know, we, we really become dependent on it, depend upon on them i just messed that up my fault i think shane may end up being a starter at the returner i wouldn't be like opposed to that so that's what i got for y'all for the depth chart man with the depth chart i gave you you know some analysis with it man so hopefully you enjoyed this i kept this under what 35 minutes so salute to everybody that's tuned in make sure you subscribe to the ball hawk show podcast make sure you go to anchor.fm search the ball hawk show podcast hit that support button and support the show man um, I definitely appreciate you. Um, I do all this on my own, man. Produce, record, uh, market this on my own. So any support, it helps. I love talking sports with y'all and UVA football is back. Salute to the administrators and, and the staff for being responsible, being leaders and, and keeping our athletes safe. And if they did contract COVID, you know, getting them the proper um, medicines and, and rest and quarantining them so we could be one of the leaders out here in Division One or just sports in general. So salute to everybody, man. Also, make sure you tune in on Friday. Tune in on Friday for the fourth side, the fourth side of new interactive show uh, streaming on Twitter and also Facebook. Fourth side is about the fans. That's what we call the fans. You walk up, you know, past the Scott right now, and you see the fourth side banner. It's all about the fans. I'm the host of the show. We're going to have legendary former players always trying to join, media folks trying to join and and help me break down, preview games, look all around the ACC. Uh, But the main thing I want to put out there is that this show is for you guys. So make sure when you see the back signal go up for the fourth side to start airing and you see the day before the time that's going to be airing, make sure you hop in and provide your questions because I'm going to read them live. I'm going to shout you out. And that's what it's all about. I love being interactive. I do this to talk with the fans. I don't do this to just to hear myself talk. That's why a lot of times 
believe it or not, the UVA podcast is the only podcast that I really talk by myself. If you've been a follower of my podcast, you know that when I do NFL, NBA, all that, I have fans as analysts and they talk with me. So that's enough, man. Ballhawk Show, we out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.